Okay, so Adeline, for the intro, Adeline, yeah. for the intro, yeah. just start off by like being super mean to me. Okay. You're a jerk. You're a jerk, Jackson. You're such a ah, jerk. Man, I don't like that one bit. <gasps> I know what I'll do. A wicker, 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 wicker. Oh, back in time. Oh. Hey, Jackson. I think you're a pretty cool dude. Ah, uh, yes. I love having witchcraft. Hi, my name is Jackson McMurray. <laughs> my name is Adeline McMurray, the best witch. And reality can be whatever I will it to be. Magic now. is real, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just normal, and it's it's just stupid. It's just normal. Uh, it, this is no nerds allowed. Hi, and how then are the, you? And then the music comes in. <laughs> time travel for no <laughs> for no reason okay hold on i have a different thing to talk about this is sort of a fun little game game that i have planned yeah i want you to guess what flavor of Lacroix i brought home yesterday oh my god is it fucking <laughs> i'm gonna give you three guesses okay coconut no I'll give you a hint. It is not a flavor I guarantee you have ever seen before. I think it's new. Banana. No. Coffee? Adeline? Yeah. You are correct. It oh, is coffee. Oh, no! What? LaCroix. What? <laughs> it is LaCroix Coffee Exotica. No. You know when, okay, you fucking know when you're, like, really thirsty, and you're like, God, I just want to drink liquid, because I'm very thirsty. And right. you think, oh, there's some black coffee here. I'll just drink some black coffee, uh, because I'm super thirsty. Uh, but then you fucking just drink some black coffee, and then you want to die. It's, <laughs> why would, yeah, uh-huh. but, so, what LaCroix is saying, what if we just, uh, poured a bunch of water into coffee? What if we water down coffee? <laughs> That's and we're the thing, just though. like, here you go, sir. Enjoy. So here's the thing. Have some cold, that... have some fucking cold <laughs> coffee. I know that's a thing, but not like black coffee. Whatever. This is fuck LaCroix. So, okay. So. It's not coffee. Because the ingredients say naturally essenced water. Yeah. So it's water that they've done some witchcraft to to make it taste like coffee. Yeah, because and coffee tell you, ain't natural. You, it is you don't also, find that in nature. It seems to be a brand crossover with a brand called Nicola, which make a sort of coffee soda drink that they used to sell at the circuit CWU okay. that I actually kind of like, which is basically, it just kind of tastes like black coffee with like a lot of sugar in it, but it's like a soda. Yeah. And it's like kind of good. Yeah, um, that doesn't sound that bad. And I also like LaCroix, and I like the soda that this flavor of LaCroix is based off of. But yeah. believe me when I tell you that this is perhaps the most challenging drink I've ever encountered. Yeah, because, um, is it just, did they just water it down a whole bunch? Is that just what it <laughs> tastes like? So, okay. um, What it tastes like is... If, so, first of all, it smells very strongly. Second of all, um, 
you you drink it and it's sort of like it just sort of tastes like sparkling water for a second until you get a surprisingly powerful coffee aftertaste. But that that's not li- what Lacroix do. That's not what Lacroix <laughs> yeah. be. Lacroix and is like, supposed to barely taste like anything. Right. See, and I'm pretty good at talking myself into liking weird drinks. Yeah. No, you love weird shit. And. I even, like, one of the things I like about, like, Lime LaCroix, which is my favorite, is that it's not sweet, right? It's just got sort of, like, it doesn't have to be sweet. It's like sparkling water with sort of a bittery, tangy sort of taste to it that I that I enjoy. Yeah. So sure. it's not even that it's not, like, strawberry flavored. But yeah. somehow, something about this concoction, like, is just utterly and completely repellent there's that there's that other people keep trying to make coffee flavored sparkling water and they need to stop because there's that other sparkling water i forget the brand name is called but they do like fusions of two different flavors in their sparkling water and that's like their whole thing but they had one that was like coffee and cherries for their fucking sparkling water and Maybe if just, they added cherry, it would be better. But it's just, but, but, but why? Why do you need to do that? I'm looking it up. What's the brand name? What is it? What's the brand? No, don't give me recipes for coffee soda. It's not what I want. Brand. Can I be perfectly honest with you? I decided to start with a, with an unrelated anecdote, but I'm very eager to get into Bewitched today. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. Ian's right. It is a hot. I just looked it up. But... So, Kate is over in the chat, <laughs> yeah, losing their mind about the concept of the film. And let me tell you, we know, we it's... we uh, we know, we get it. <laughs> so, okay, so here's what this movie is. This is Bewitched, two thousand and five. It is so. There's this TV show from the '60s called Bewitched. Yeah. A real-life, real-world TV show. Yes. The concept of which is, what if there was a, a wife who was a witch and a husband who was not, and they have hijinks. And hijinks ensues, and it's the 60s, yeah. so it's like, you know. So it's, you know, very, very tame, very medium funny. You yeah. You know, it's just kind of whatever. Um, And so, okay, one step at a time. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, everything's getting blocked up. I'm trying to figure out what to say first. Okay, so, so there's the the TV show Bewitched. We all know it. We know what that is. And they're like, mm-hmm. all right, so we're going to make a movie out of Bewitched. And you're like, right. all right. It's going to be the characters that we all know and love from the sitcom, but maybe just, it'll just be like a longer plot. And it'll be like a movie based on a TV show with the same characters and maybe in a modern setting. And you would be almost right, but mostly wrong. Because yeah. here is the thing. So this takes place in modern 2003 or whatever, and all of the characters from the TV show do exist in this world, but it's the real world where the TV show exists, and they're making a new TV show, uh, and but witches are real, and we're making a new TV show of the show <laughs> Bewitched. Right. Mm-hmm. So Will Ferrell is playing an actor... In the movie. Yeah. Who is going to play the role of the husband from Bewitched. Yeah. In the 
remake of Bewitched within the fiction of this, the remake of Bewitched. Yeah. And holy shit, why? Is yeah. <laughs> the why only that... thing I have to say. It's like, oh, why would that ever be your first thought where someone walks up to you <laughs> and they're like, hey, we want you to make a movie out of Bewitched for whatever reason. They're like, hey, we're making a movie out of Bewitched. And you're like, oh, I know. I know what to do with that idea. Let me do a fucking three layers of references and meta content. <laughs> Is that what we wanted for the new Bewitched movie? Is that it? So, for some reason, I guess I just now realized that we've also done adaptation on this show, which is the other major, like, extra meta sort of non-traditional adaptation of a, yeah, of but a it's property. Good. Yeah, are there any more? We should we should make a make a point to do more of these. To I do think. another one of those. Yeah, well, um, it's because if there exists some, it's because like adaptation is good because it is convoluted and meta. But it makes sense, and it's a good film. But which, it's just, in that, meta, whatever the fuck we're doing aside, just, like, following the plot of, like, what we're doing and watching the film like it's a regular film, uh, it's bad. It's just, it's yeah. real bad. It's not... Okay. It's just so I think so... I think we should start with just describing the events of this movie. Well, I want to. I'm gonna give it a vibe check real quick because it is so <laughs> okay. tongue in cheek, meta, like goofy, but at the same time, just like painfully not funny. Like, yeah, at all. it is very rarely funny. Very rarely funny, and like I love Will Ferrell. I think he's hilarious. They make him so not funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's here's like... the thing. Okay. <laughs> Something I want to say about Will Ferrell. I think this particular era of of Will Ferrell's career is fascinating. Because this is like post-Elf, post-Anchorman. Post yeah. his, you know, long historic run on SNL where everybody loves him. Every Like, Will Ferrell is now like a tried and true household name. And, like, 2005, 2006 is when Hollywood is, like, we are going to do everything we can to commodify Will Ferrell, right? So they're trying so many different things. And in 2005 and 2006, he has, like, basically four major movies, which are Bewitched, where Hollywood is, like, is Will Ferrell hot, maybe? And people were, like, no, no, not really. And they're, like, okay. And then he makes Talladega Nights with Adam McKay. And yeah. people are like, yeah, we love that. We love Will Ferrell, Adam McKay. He's very funny. This is exactly, like, teamed up with a director who knows how to use Will Ferrell and knows what is funny about him. Yeah. Um, then he does Stranger Than Fiction, which is basically, I, which is a movie I like more than I don't like, but it's not, like, a classic. Which is, yeah. like, this weird sort of, it's sort of a Charlie Kaufman ripoff in the sense that it's, like, this weird story will ferrell plays this like guy who works an office job who suddenly realizes that he can hear the narrator who's narrating his life's story so then he like goes and meets dustin hoffman who's like a literature professor and he's like what do i do what happens in stories it's kind of good it's not the best movie ever but i kind of like it and will ferrell's actually pretty good in it it's a Um, really it's a really fun movie i've heard i've also heard that it's uh Oh, I totally forgot. 
I really, I, I've heard people try to say that that's like Will Ferrell's take it being like a serious actor. Like this yeah. is his Truman Show kind of. Which, and you know, people liked that movie and he was really good in it. At least I think. But like, and you know, he's not like completely not funny in that movie, but it's like not a comedy first and foremost, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that did well, but it, I've always gotten the vibe that Will Ferrell just doesn't like to do that kind of thing. Yeah. He mostly just likes to hang out with Adam McKay and goof around. Yeah, <laughs> I know? do think there's a weird thing in Hollywood, especially with, like, comedians and comedy actors. It's like, when are you going to be a real actor? And I don't think right. that's fair. Like, don't get me wrong, Truman Show is amazing and Jim Carrey is amazing in it. But, like, that's because Jim Carrey is a crazy person and he wanted to do that because he's, like, artistic right. and, like, wanted to do that. So that's why it's amazing. But it's like, if you just want to be a comedy actor, then just be a comedy actor, you know? Yeah. Like, it feels like a no, weird, sure. like, oh, but you have to try to be normal once, and maybe <laughs> right, it'll yeah. be good. Um, And then he has Blades of Glory, which is that weird, like, ice skating movie sports parody with John Hedder in that oh-so-brief period where John Hedder, who played Napoleon Dynamite, had, like, a robust comedy career for, yeah. like, a year and a half. Yeah, what happened Before to him? Realized he just never was really good in anything ever again. And yeah. people just kind of lost interest. Um, which basically, like, totally solidified. Like, Hollywood, like, threw everything at the wall with Will Ferrell to see what would stick. And basically, they just landed on, like, no, I guess he just should only do straightforward comedies pretty much only with Adam McKay from now on. Yeah. Right? Like, everything Will Ferrell does after that is either directed by Adam McKay or, part or like, co-written by Adam McKay or, like, has Adam McKay on as a producer, you know? Yeah. Like, they become, like, almost inseparable sort of, sort of partners in, like, their show business careers, which is yeah, fascinating. Totally. Um, and it's also funny because, like, Will Ferrell also is a credited producer on all of Adam McKay's, like, more serious movies as of late. Yeah. So, like, Will Ferrell was nominated for Best Picture two years ago when Vice was one of the nominees. Yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> like, because he's a producer on that movie. Anyway. Um, well, it's like, what I don't... What I like this movie was definitely, like, what it, can we make Will Ferrell, like, cute and, like, dreamy? And I would yeah. argue that if this wasn't Bewitched, you probably could make him cute and dreamy. I don't dreamy. think so. But I don't think Will Ferrell could ever do, like, just, like, a handsome romantic lead. I just don't think he has but, that no, but in him. He's, but he's so cute in Elf when they go on the date and they're, like, looking at the Christmas trees. Yeah, that's true. He's so fucking cute in that. And I just argue that whoever is... Uh, like like I said, they make Will Ferrell so not funny and not right. likable in this movie. And, like, I just think, like, whoever... I, 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 it, it can't be Will Ferrell's fault because I've seen him <laughs> and I know that he's funny and I know that he can be charming and I know that he's a good actor. But it's not in this movie. He's, he's not. Right. He, he and, never is. And, like, Will Ferrell requires a pretty specific thing to really work, you know? Yeah. Like, he's best at playing sort of, like, outrageously stunted sort of man-children, you yeah. know? Who, like, freak out when they don't get their way. <laughs> That's kind of Will Ferrell's, like, corner where he's the most comfortable, where yeah, he works absolutely. the best. 
And he's kind of doing that in this movie a little bit, but not fully. Well, but um, what's so weird about this movie is that I talked about, I, uh, before we started recording, I talked about, I was like, I can't believe that this movie was directed and written by a woman, because it does not feel like it. Like, it just, he he's like this douchebag guy who's, like, totally taking advantage of this woman and, like, not letting her speak or have any speaking roles, and, like, she's totally just there to be, like, his eye candy for him to get stardom. But at the same time, she's just a fucking dumbass, and all the women are, like, these, like, terrible, like, tropes of, like, female characters, especially in a comedy. So, like, he's this huge asshole that, like, he is, like, that stunted man-child of everybody's just kissing his ass because he used to be a famous actor. And, like, he he totally is that character, but then they, like, try to, like, flip it and be like, oh, but isn't he a good... Isn't he still a good romantic interest? And the answer is no. And, and it's always no. The whole movie, it's no. There's never any chemistry between them. So anytime right. they try to do anything, it just doesn't... And I was thinking... It doesn't work. You know, the, the, the pathos that they build around Will Ferrell is sort of built around, like, the stresses of fame and, like, constantly being under public scrutiny, and, like, the weird work environment of being the lead on a sitcom that's not going well, and everybody's just, like, kissing your ass constantly and giving you praise constantly, but at the same time, everything is falling to shit around you, and, like, the weird dissonance of that experience, you know? And I was like, there is something really interesting in that. Like, that is a dynamic and an idea that I'm fascinated by. And I was thinking about it, and I realized that what that was was BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Um, like, that BoJack Horseman is the good version of the ideas at play in this movie, and I think. BoJack Horseman is the better bewitched, is what you're saying. Right. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, like, the the heat, there are moments when, like, there is, like, real pathos, and, like, when he has that moment where she, like, basically yells at him, and she's, like, and he's, like, oh, I just needed somebody to not be kissing my ass this whole time. It's, like, <laughs> right. like he has moments where you're, like, oh, you, like, I understand what you're going through, but then the rest of the time, he's just in a huge, like, character portrayal of an asshole right. all of the time, and it just, it doesn't work, because... She's okay. First of all, we start off this movie by Isabel being like, I want a man. And then the first man that she meets is Will Ferrell. And then she (laughs) just instantly falls in love with him for the rest of the entire movie. Like, it's just. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Yeah. I think every every instant of this movie is so insane and baffling. Yeah. That I really want to go through it beat by beat. That's fair. So. We open with Will Ferrell and his asshole agent at somebody's house in negotiations to to star in this remake of Bewitched. Yeah. And Will Ferrell seems totally happy and totally excited to be a part of this, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, I love Bewitched. I love Bewitched. I love the show. I'm so happy and excited to be a part of this. My career's not doing so hot, so I bet this would be good for me. And I'm totally ready. Let's make it happen. I've got good creative energy. Let's go. And then his his asshole agent or lawyer, I don't know, played by Jason Schwartzman, pulls him aside and is like, no, you're being a pussy. You need to put your foot down. This is about you. This is about your 
legacy and your career and you need to make this about you because that's what's important. Yeah. So and then so, hold he on. does. So the whole thing with Will Ferrell's character is that the it's supposed to be like he's a washed up actor who's going into TV and that's like what it is. Right. But they never tell you. So everybody fucking hates him in the mm-hmm. world. Right. But and because but they never tell you why. I mean, I just think of it like, imagine if, like, the way people would talk about it if, like, James Franco were suddenly going to be in a multicam sitcom, you know? Yeah. But, no, but everyone doesn't hate James Franco. I'm the only person who hates James Franco, and it's like... (laughs) No, Adeline, people are not into James Franco Okay, good. I don't like James Franco. But it's like, but it's just weird that they never explained it. They're just like, this guy is an actor... And he just did, like, three movies, and then he got divorced, and everybody fucking hates him so goddamn much. And it's like, as soon as he starts talking and being a big asshole, you're like, oh, that's why? But that's not why, though. They never tell you why the entire world hates him for some reason. Right. But anyway, so here's my here's my fan theory that makes this whole thing make sense, okay? Okay. I mean, not this whole thing, just this one particular aspect this that one part doesn't make sense. <laughs> Uh, so, my theory is that Jason Schwartzman is a witch, uh. and he's casting a spell on Will Ferrell when he tells him to be greedier and make everything about him, because he's the agent, he gets a cut. He's right in so, the coattails. That's why, that's why he has such a weird, abrupt change that lasts for the whole rest of the movie, is because Jason Schwartzman is also a witch. Yeah. That's my fan theory, that's what I choose to Because at the end of the movie, Steve Carell is like your agent, he's not even human, so like, what if he's like a devil? Wait, does he say that? Yeah, he says that. Oh, maybe I'm right, actually. Maybe you're okay. right, and maybe this movie's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would make it good, actually. <laughs> but they don't... But they don't tell you. It's not so anyway, real. Will Ferrell goes back into this negotiation. He's like, all right, I want a million trillion dollars, and I need this whole thing to be about me. I'm the lead, not the girl. So what I need to do is I need to find an unknown actress to play the lead in Bewitched. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we cast anybody else who's a star, they'll automatically overshadow me because everyone hates me right now. And it basically doesn't matter who it is. I'll be the second, right? Yeah. But here's Um, the thing. This is what Cade was freaking out about. Is that so they get all of these blonde bimbo actresses and they're all idiots and none of them can wiggle their nose for some mm -hmm. reason. For some reason, that's a part of it. No actress in all of California who's blonde and knows how to wiggle her nose. Uh-huh. So Will Ferrell go, goes to a cafe and sees Isabel, and she, like, sneezes and wiggles her nose, and he's like, oh my fucking god, I found her! Okay. The okay, perfect wait, 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 though. We're, we, you're, you're jumping ahead, because I know, now... I am. We haven't even gotten to her stupid introduction. I just, yeah, I just so needed now... to talk about Will Ferrell's weird nose fetish in this movie. <laughs> we, we cut to Nicole Kidman, right? Yes. First of all, okay, first things first... Nicole Kidman, I think, is quite bad in this movie yep, yep, yep. because I, I straight up, I do not buy Nicole Kidman as just like a coquettish ingenue like this. Yeah. Like every other movie that Nicole Kidman has ever been in, she's playing like these sort of like cold, indifferent, like sort of. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe like the vibe Nicole Kidman gives off. It's a very 
sort of generally menacing vibe. Yeah, I no, guess. totally. I think of Eyes Wide Shut. I think of Paddington. I think of, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the movie where it's the suburbs and the monsters are taking over people. What? The Step Stepford Wives. Uh-huh. Um, like, those are, those feel like Nicole Kidman to me. And, like, a spunky blonde who is yeah. dumb does who's not just, feel like oh Nicole Kidman Oh, my God, I can't stress how much of a fucking dumbass she is. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so, to be fair, she looks really cute in this movie. She's adorable in this movie. But how adorable she is is ruined by just how fucking stupid and irrational and weird she is. Like, not even in, like, a quirky, fun way, just, like, in a doesn't-make-any-fucking-sense way. I... It's the worst. She's so, so stupid. See, honestly, I don't even think she looks, like, cute or, like, attractive in, like, a leading lady kind of way, because, like, her eyes are cold, you know? <laughs> There's nothing behind those eyes. Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman has cold eyes. And, like, maybe if you're in, like, a basic instinct or something like that, like a sexy thriller, like, there's something attractive about that. But in this context, yeah. it just feels like the other shoe's about to drop, you know? Something about I her, like... I would love it! Her, Isn't like, steely scene? gaze turns me off. Yeah, like, I just, I would love it if she just fucking snapped. I think that would be, <laughs> that would be something. Like, that so, scene where she drops the lights on the ex-wife, and the ex-wife fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, so and then good. she's like, oh, that was too harsh, and she, like, rewinds it, so she just, like, gets her hair, gets her wig blown off or whatever. Yeah, it's, that I good. would just fucking kill everybody, Nicole. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> this movie's so fucking bad. Nicole Kidman, this is the other part of the story that I think kind of works in the same way that, like, the Will Ferrell stuff works, like I said before, about, like, it kind of has something that it's remarking upon, even though it absolutely never quite makes a definitive statement about it, Um, which is that, like, she doesn't want to, she is a witch, and she doesn't want to be a witch anymore, right? Yeah. And she's, like, trying to go and live a human life without magic because she's so sick of, like, the instant gratification and, like, having everything she wants all the time. It's not fulfilling, you know? And so she, like... But, like, the thing that's interesting about this movie is that it remarks a handful of times about the fact that, like, she lives... Like, once she becomes a human, quote-unquote, she lives this, like, insanely privileged, opulent life where she can have whatever she wants. And yeah. she's like, yes, this is it, Americana. This is exactly yeah. what everyday people are like. There's that one line that I think is genuinely really funny where it's like, I've only been living in the human world for a few days, and I'm already a rich and famous television star just like everyone else in the human world. Yeah. Which I think is funny. And there's like something, it's almost the like, how much could a banana cost? $10 kind of thing? Yeah. Where it's like, it feels like there's... Uh, uh, an idea there, you know? Like, something to be remarked upon about, like, wealth and power and, like, inherent sort of privilege. That it's, like... Yeah, and, like, how even trying to escape that privilege is a privilege, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like... like, That idea, they talk about it, like, at the end of the movie, that idea of, like, being stuck between two worlds where it's like she wants to be normal but she's weird so she can't be normal like it's been done 12 billion times but it's been done 12 billion times because there is something relatable and interesting to say about that 
but they don't because they never really separate the worlds and they never really stop her from using magic. Like, she goes, the beginning of the movie, she goes a very long time without using magic. And then she has this line that I really like where she's like, I was upset and I had a relapse and I used my magic. It won't happen again. Like, I like that kind of... I don't know if I want it to, like, really, to, like, actually be a metaphor for addiction, but I like the idea of, like, she really struggles not to use it and she has to fight not to use it. Because I feel like right. as soon as she, like, breaks down the first time and uses it, then she just uses it for the rest of the movie and we don't care about that anymore, you know? Right. Uh, and, so and God, she's so just she... a fucking dumbass! Because we go <laughs> so, yeah. through, through her whole life! And she, like, rents an apartment. First of all, she uses magic to rent the apartment and to buy right. all the things that she puts in the apartment. So she commits tax fraud. But right, the, right, right. she, like, sets up the whole house. But, like, even if you're living in, like, the, the, the magic world or whatever, you would still know, like, what a fucking chair is and how to build a chair. Like, she's just, she's so dumb. Yeah. She's so dumb. And so, and her dad is Michael Caine. Right. Michael yeah. Caine, who I think is actually kind of good in this movie. Yeah, he plays um, a fun character because he doesn't uh, have to be here all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's like Michael Caine is just like her old dad. who's just like, yeah, being a witch is fucking awesome. And <laughs> Yeah, you should be a witch more. And she's like, yeah. no, daddy, I have to find a messy man for me to fix up. And it's like, oh, my yeah. fucking God. <laughs> Michael Caine's just like. The great, the great thing about I can't do it, Michael Caine. The, <laughs> Michael the, the great Caine. thing about the great, oh, Master Wine. The the great thing about <laughs> the great uh-huh. thing about magic is that I can I can slay as much puss as I want, and, and there's never any consequences. Yeah, and you're like that's awesome, Michael Caine. You do you. You do you, and Michael like, Caine. <laughs> and like that's just it, right? Like yeah. The Michael K is just like, yeah, magic fucking rules. You guys, you should. Magic is super sick, and I like it a lot. And she's like, no, it's it's bad for you, deeply. There's all. I feel like if you're gonna do Bewitched, there's almost a take about social media in it too. Yeah, you could tell. Like, that's totally an angle that you could do. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna do my own Bewitched remake so fucking bad. I know, cause it's like it's a it's a fun concept of you have like one magical person. And a non-magical person and, like, them trying to live a normal life within that and just, like, all the things that you can do with that. Like, it's an interesting concept. Is it the most original concept in the world? No, but it's fun and you could do creative things with it. Like, you could do an addiction angle. You could do a social media angle. You could do you could do tons of stuff with it. And this fucking movie does none of it because they're too busy right. doing meta bullshit. Yeah. So... So anyway, so she's talking. She's like, I don't want to use magic. It's my whole thing. So then yeah. she's at a bookstore looking at looking at self-help books. Jackson, you forgot the part where she says she needs a man and she wants a man and she right. needs a messy man for her to clean up and she loves it when they're sweaty. Well, yeah. Well, that's just part of her like wanting to have a suburban American dream white picket fence life, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, there's, okay, so she's at a bookstore. Will Ferrell is also at a bookstore. They're both looking at self-help books. Yeah, which and, is ca- actually kind of funny. Cause... Yeah, and there's one self-help book on the shelf that I laughed really hard at, which was titled, How to Turn Your Divorce into a Diet, which I thought was so funny. <laughs> That's, that is, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an A-plus Nora Ephron joke in this Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Well, I just love that we immediately, like, he immediately just goes to, like, the divorced books section. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. <laughs> um, 
And he, so Will Ferrell sees her through the bookshelf when he takes a book out and Nicole Kidman sneezes and wiggles her nose. And we just talked about this and he's like, Oh my God, that's it. Because he's been looking through all these, all these blonde actresses who fucking suck. There's not a single hot blonde actress in LA who can act worth a shit. There's none of them. Just none of these hot blonde actresses in LA can do even a little bit. You no. know, of none what of them know needs. how to read. None of them can wiggle their noses. They're all right. ugly. We don't want them here. Yeah. Um, and so then and she wiggles his her nose, and then Will Ferrell creams in his jeans, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yo, do you want to be an actress?" And she's like, "I'm in love with you." <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so, and then the reason she's so good, the reason she gets the part definitively once he, once he starts showing her off to the producers and stuff, is because. She is a real witch in real life. And it takes her. she doesn't know how to read a script or how a script works or even what television is, really, because she's so fucking stupid. She's so fucking but, dumb. But she... Uh, oh, wait. No, never mind. Uh, but Will Ferrell's like, let's just put the scripts away. Let's just do an improv. And they just have a conversation where she thinks that Will Ferrell knows she's a witch and he's asking her bewitched things. And she's like, no, you need a license to have a poison apple or whatever. And they all think it's just a funny off the cuff improv. And they're like hired. We, you're so good. We get it. Yeah. During that conversation, she thinks it's a genuine conversation. So she thinks that Will Floral, Will Floral, Will Ferrell is like flirting with her. Cause she's a fucking dumbass. Yeah. And it's just, and she's just, she's, like, she's so in love with him. And it's not believable, because it's, it's Will Ferrell, but it's man-child Will Ferrell. And it's man-child Will Ferrell who hasn't flirted with her at all. She just thinks that he is, because she's a dumbass. It's just, it's, it's the worst. It's so bad. <laughs> so... I'm trying to think. I gotta. I gotta pull up my notes. I haven't. I haven't even been going off of notes this whole time. I know. Uh, so I'm just trying to remember what happens immediately after that. She gets the part, well, and they start doing the show. And, and she doesn't have any lines in the whole show. Right. Which okay. So and okay. So so yeah. So then basically, there's you know there's some other bullshit in there, but yeah. um. Oh, also there's one good joke in this where she's like setting up her house and she's trying to figure out cable um and then a guy shows up and is like hey i'm here to install your cable but what he says is i'm here to give you cable and she goes no thanks i've got plenty and holds up a wire like a cable oh you thought oh you thought that was uh you thought that was funny i that was pretty good it's a pretty good one if you you ask me that was a good thought that was a real a real good goof A Um, a real rib tickler um a real knee buster so, okay, okay. So, they're making the show. Yeah, Nicole Kidman uh-huh. is not the star. Will Ferrell's the star, right? Yeah. Uh, and then she overhears Will Ferrell talking to Jason Schwartzman about how, like, oh, man, I hope she never catches on that we don't give her a lot of lines because I'm supposed to be the star. And she flips out. And she is... So angry, having heard him say that. And she says, okay, here's the thing that really, really gets me. Yeah. What she says to her gal pals right afterwards is, he lied to me. He tricked me. Which is insane, because he didn't at all. He he really didn't. 
Yeah. He, just, he was like, hey, do you want this part in the show? And she was like, hell yeah, I want this part in the show. And then she got the part in the show. Like, that's yeah. literally And then the all part, like, wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. And yeah. she is like, I have been deceived. This is a oh, betrayal like, on the deepest level. It's so weird because it's like, it, it, there is something to be said of, like, women not being allowed to talk and being talked over and, like being shoved into small roles and being props for men to use that is totally a take and totally a take that you can do especially right. in like television and having men with fame using women for their fully for their own advantage that is a take that you could do but right. here's the thing will ferrell will treat her like she's dumb and me being a feminist and being a woman who's been like talked to like I'm an idiot before, it like strikes home. Like, hey, she's not dumb. But here's the thing. She's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, she's stupid as fuck. So when she's Will so Ferrell talks to her like she's stupid, it doesn't come off as he's an asshole. It comes off as, yeah, she's stupid. Like, it right. doesn't. And then when she gets mad at him. It's not... She gets mad at him for the wrong reasons, too. It's yeah. He lied to me. He didn't lie to you. If you right. want to get mad for him because, like, oh, I didn't realize that this was just for your gain, and I don't think I'm comfortable with that anymore, and I think you're a jerk, that's fine. But being like, I was in love with him, and he lied to my face. It's like, bitch, that's not the scenario at all. You're not in love. <laughs> I don't know why you think that you are. It's so right. dumb. And so here's here's how she combats this, right? Yeah. Um, she uses her magic to manufacture a scenario in which they're recording a show and she gets to have a single laugh line. Yeah. Assumedly on the... <laughs> assume, working off the premise of this movie, which states that in this entire television program, she, the supposed lead of the show, has not gotten a laugh line even one time. Whatever. Has fine. not had a single line the entire um, the entire time. Well, I mean, I, she has lines, but presumably she's never gotten to, like, say a joke before, which is wild. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So she uses magic to, like, manufacture a weird scenario where she says something that's, like, kind of off the cuff and the audience loves it. And everyone's like, oh, we love her. She's so good. And after she says that one line, Will Ferrell loses his goddamn mind about yeah. it. And, like... <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's just insane. And yeah, every single character in this whole film is an insane person. That's the only yeah. way that this film functions. Will Ferrell uh, is insane. Nicole Kidman is insane. Every single person who speaks is just fucking insane. Right. Okay. Here's another thing that I do think is a little bit funny in this movie. Yeah. I like the way Will Ferrell acts when he's like on the TV show. Where yeah. he's doing just, like, the biggest, like, least funny possible thing. Yeah, He, like, bumps funny. into somebody and falls down and is like, oh. And the audience, like, cracks up and he's like, yeah, yeah, come on, you guys, you love me. That was awesome. And it's pretty funny. Like, it's very just the funny. Way that's the only good part where I think, like, oh, that's Will Ferrell. That's Will Ferrell acting. It's when he's doing the over-the-top, intentionally stupid acting for, like, when they're right. doing the actual sitcom. Like, that's great. And But the rest of the film... Really feels like that sometimes. Right. Um, and then after this, 
Uh, there's that scene where she's at the grocery store and Michael Caine keeps popping up on all the labels on all the food and talking That's to her. That's fun. I like pretty that. Pretty good. I like that. That's pretty Michael good. Caine's the jolly green giant just being like, you should be a witch again because then you can get as much dick as you want. Yeah, and but you don't here's even the thing. For it. So she's got her gal pals over. One of her gal pals is like her neighbor. And that's totally, that's fine. That makes sense. First of all, she's total stereotypical, hot blonde, whatever. It doesn't matter. But then she's also got like this like other friend who's like weird. She's like, like a PA on the TV show. Yeah, we never establish how we meet or why they're friends, but she's just there too, and it doesn't matter. But so here's the thing. So she's at home, Will Ferrell does this interview where he's like, oh, because everyone loves her now. And he does that interview where he's like, oh, actually, I taught her how to do the nose wiggle thing. It's just like him taking more credit from her. And she gets super pissed about it. That's the only part about her getting pissed that, like, is fair. That's the only thing that's, like, even a little I bit sane. But I thought he said, like, I coached her acting because she's an unknown, which was true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, he did teach her how to read a script because she <laughs> yeah, didn't he understand did, it. He did coach her. He did. And she's yeah. super mad about the fact that he said so on TV. Yeah, this, if, if, Nicole, if, if her character wasn't a fucking dumbass, then this movie would work. <laughs> like, if she was just a regular intelligent woman and Will Ferrell was always talking to her like she's stupid and always saying that he taught her everything, th- this movie would have a point and it would be cohesive. But the right. fact that she's portrayed like she's genuinely an idiot for goofs and gaffes doesn't, it, it ruins it. It ruins the point. It just makes Will Ferrell seem like an insane, like a sane, regular person. Right. And let's be let's be clear. When you describe it like this, it sounds like the movie is like being mean and being like, "Oh, she's so dumb. Look at her." But no, it's, it's not. not like it's that. meant to be like fun and quirky and endearing and like how cute she is that she doesn't understand yeah, how it's soda not, cans work or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's weirdly more sexist that way when they think yeah. that it's endearing that she's just a total idiot. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but so then her aunt shows up, and her real-life aunt is a character on the original show, yes. Bewitched, but is also her, her real-life aunt. Yes, so Aunt Clara was a character on Bewitched from the 60s. Yes. And then in this movie, they're just like, oh, it's Aunt Clara, and they give you, like, one line where they're just like, oh, what a coincidence, there was also a Aunt Clara on Bewitched, isn't that funny? And you're like, okay, fine. Whatever, sure. It's just coincidentally. It ju- yeah, on it top just... of the fact that she's literally a witch and she got cast on Bewitched, she also has a aunt with the exact same description and personality and first name as a character <sighs> on Bewitched. Yeah, let's Fine. just go with that. It's just a coincidence. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? And... So, so, okay, this is my favorite part of the movie. Like, genuinely. Yeah. She's like, oh, Aunt Clara, why won't he be nice? And she's like, I can fucking hex him. I can put a curse on him. Force him to be nice. That will make him be nice. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then she does it, but it goes way too far. And there's a solid, like, 10, 15 minutes of this movie that's just Will Ferrell pitched at a 15. Just, like, being so happy and exuberant and like giving and, everybody high fives yeah just being funny and and wholesome 
and it's just really funny. Yeah. And I think what makes it even funnier is that Nicole Kidman reacts to him behaving like a manically insane person. Like, it's just funny and charming, and, like, he's so cute, and she's like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like, matches his energy immediately, (laughs) because she's already also insane. It's just... (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. So they're insane together. He's like, fuck it. Oh, my God, you're the princess of the Nile. Your toes are made of diamonds. Marry me. And she's like, (laughs) I like this. It's just, like, it's so... It's so weird. But then, so they go on a date, and they, like, fall in love. And she's like, oh, no, I'm doing the thing that I didn't want to do. This is just instant gratification. This isn't real love. And so she's like, okay, I'll rewind to back before I hex him. And I'll, like, try this a different way so I can, like, have real love and not this fake love that I made. And just to be clear, that was not the intent of anything. It was, they're still, they're still not in love. And she thinks that they're in love. They are never in love. Like this whole movie until the end. And it's just like, and she like does that part where she like rewinds back before she hexed him. And there's like this sad music. Like, oh no, they're, uh, she's erasing all the wonderful times they had. (laughs) But in reality, it's like three scenes of Will Ferrell being an insane person and her being like, ha ha, Yeah. And then, like, they expect me to be, like, sad that that isn't the reality anymore. Right. It's just, it's, it's like, so yeah, weird. It's like 10 minutes of Will Ferrell on the brink of an overdose on ecstasy and yeah. cocaine. Like, like, you think he's about to, like, kill somebody or, like, cut off his hand for her. Like, it's... Right, yeah. It's almost got sort of, like, Doki Doki Literature Club vibes. It really does. It does. Yeah. It's it's very Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> Like, he's going to stab himself for her. There's that moment where, like, he says, like, what what it started, it started kindergarten, which is kind of funny. Like, tell me everything started kindergarten. And she's like, well, you know, I didn't go to kindergarten. I was homeschooled. And Will Ferrell gives this reaction. And he goes, I was homeschooled, too. Where, like, the reaction he has to that is, like, he is, like, painfully and profoundly sad deep inside while simultaneously like overwhelmed by the purest most powerful love ever yeah (laughs) there's something it's like so frightening about it in a weird way it's like that reaction is so insane you're right, and it's a, that scene is very funny, because again, it's Will Ferrell being absolutely insane, and her just matching his energy, and thinking that it's totally normal, and good, and hot, right. and it's weird, but Keisha just brought up the weirdest thing in the chat, she says that she didn't think she actually had an Aunt Clara, Clara. Keisha thought that they were just, she was just manifesting the characters through her magic, and that's 12 times more bonkers. <laughs> I has i keep that doesn't make any i don't think that's what it is and if it is what it is that's also fucking crazy that's just so so okay so if we are i guess that makes more sense because uncle what's his name shows up and haunts will ferrell later and they don't give you any kind of yeah but that's not that's not isabel manifesting characters because she's pissed that's a first First of all, why was that a pa- why is this a superpower that she has? That whenever she has strong feelings, fictional characters show up 
and solve an IRL and solve her IRL problems. Why is that? That's never a thing that they say. And if it is, it shouldn't be. I mean, but like, even I think if it is, take... even if that is her weird superpower, and she's so mad at Will Ferrell that she fucking manifests Aunt Clara to fucking put a curse on him, even if that is the case, then how the fuck do you explain the fucking Uncle Whatever at the end of the movie? Why is he? Is Will Ferrell also a witch and he just doesn't know? And he's no, so I mean, fucking Will, sad no. that he just manifests Uncle Whatever. No, Nicole Kidman would have also done that. Also presumably. manifested him. Well, but yeah. then the whole thing about it being like, oh, it's not magic, it's real love, is a lie, because he is magic. <laughs> I hate this, I hate this what? film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This movie is so insane. Okay, it's a bonger, so... Because the main theme of the movie is, like, it's, like, magical things do happen without magic, and, like, love is only best when it's real. Those are, like, the two main themes that basically only come up once or twice, but they're usually at the end of the movie, so those are the ones that stick, you know? Right. So, okay. So, at this point, she rewinds. She undoes all of the crazy, insane Will Ferrell stuff. Yes. And so this is this is basically the climax of the... I don't want to use magic storyline because yeah. from this point in the movie onward, she just continues to use magic without any second thoughts. Yeah. And they don't even like, yeah, she never after, stops using magic after this. After they using magic and regretting it after that, she uses magic with no regrets. Like how does yeah. that? So I... they just completely drop that entire thematic idea after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so she undoes all of it. And so this time she just goes in and Will Ferrell's being an asshole because he sucks. Yeah, and, she's a bitch. And so she just yells at him. She's like, you suck. And everybody thinks you suck and we hate you. And your dumb Sherpa movie sucked ass and you have a tiny dick. And we all wish that you would fucking die. That's what she says. Yeah, and that's, the, that's line for line. And then there's this moment where Jason Schwartzman tells her that she's fired, which is like, why is Will Ferrell's agent firing people from the TV show? Whatever. And also, Um, his agent is like an irredeemable asshole the whole movie. And we never, we never, he, nothing ever happens with him. Literally nothing happens. He's He's just just like this agent of chaos. He's just an asshole. And then he leaves and then he shows up again and he's still an asshole. And then we never see him again. (laughs) He's just like the chaotic evil element of this movie. I (laughs) guess. He like, he does that thing where it's all bad guys are rapists. He like says something (laughs) about Nicole Kidman's ass in a scene. Right. And then he, like, dances with her friend, and she puts a mustache on him, and then we never see him ever again. Right. It's just that... It, whatever. <laughs> okay, so if we may... If we may digress, and maybe... Maybe calm our tits for a second. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman says... This is a common phrase, which is... Upon remarking upon Nicole Kidman, he says that he wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Right? Yeah. Can we dig into that phrase? Because I still don't understand You it. don't understand. You won't kick it out for any crackers. It's like you're already... What I always take it as is you're... You wouldn't... It's like all you have at home... It's, it's, like, we, it's like we have food at home when you ask for McDonald's. It's like that. 
It's like, I have crackers, and I'm content with the crackers. I wouldn't get up because she's better than crackers. That's what I always interpreted it as. What? No way. What? <laughs> you would kick her out of bed for eating crackers? I don't know. Like, you're you're eating crackers. I guess it's the person that you're kicking out of bed, the one eating the crackers, or are you no. eating the crackers? What I always thought was it's like, Oh, we just had sex. Afterwards, we're hanging out in the afterglow, and she pulls out some crackers. Presumably, that would That's be a bad. faux pas. And that if would be, she were be a turn off, yeah. And if she were unattractive, you would say, "Hey, get the fuck out of here! Don't eat crackers in my bed." But <sighs> if she were attractive enough, then you would just let her do it because you don't want to lose her. I guess. No, but which, it's like an which, insult. It's like she's. She's okay. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers, you know. Right, but it's saying that like. Because if because eating crackers in bed fucking sucks, so it would be like a compliment. Right. Like I wouldn't kick you out of bed for eating crackers because you're hot and I love it's, you. But it's, it's meant not... to be a mild compliment, I think. Exactly, but it. Which is to say, you meet the bare minimum for me to not do that mean thing to you i guess but it also it also means that there is a a a threshold of sexual attractiveness in which you would take them home and have anonymous sex with them but you would draw the line at At them eating crackers at eating food afterwards there is there is a a window of sexual power in which, in which one of those things is true, but the other is not. And that's insane to me. I still like mine that we have food at home version better. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, What's Nicole Kidman yells at Will Ferrell. Yeah, and but then, then Will Ferrell is like, again. And then Will Ferrell's like, oh, actually, I was into that because everybody's been kissing my ass all the time and I need somebody to tell... It like it is, which is yeah. a very BoJack Horseman sort of beat. Yeah, um, which if that was the plot of the movie, I'm sure I would like it. Like <laughs> that beat a lot better than if it were just this. Not but just it's just this, this weird movie. random beat in the middle of the movie that we don't really set up or pay off. It's just right. <laughs> so then after that, instantly all the problems are fixed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The which show is, is suppose- amazing. They're in love. They make out on set in front of a thousand people. It's just... And, like, okay, I, I saw a take when I was scrolling through Letterboxd today, which was that that represents sort of, like, this, like, like a female power fantasy in the sense that you can, like, lose your temper and get mad and yell at somebody and have it actually solve all your problems, you know? Which yeah. is, like... Maybe, maybe that's something. Maybe in a better movie, I would accept that. But that that doesn't make sense in the context of the rest of the things that we're doing in the movie. Yeah. Um, So, anyway. um, So, okay. So, they have successfully... uh, (laughs) So, at this point, they have sort of come together and now split apart and then come together again. And now... Well, okay, now, so they they split. So they came together. They split apart. They came together again when they when she put a curse on him. Then they split up when she went back in time. And then she yeah. yelled at him. And now they're back together again. And now they're actually romantically involved. 
right? Yeah, this is the first time that they're actually genuinely romantically involved. Right, because now the show's good, and they have this relationship where they could be honest with each other, so, like, everything's sort of falling into place. Sure, fine, whatever. What is this movie even about anymore? We're, like, halfway through it. Whatever. There's there's also that theme of, like, honesty that only comes in at the end of the movie when she tells him that she's a witch, where it's like, He's like, you're the only one that's ever been honest with me. Like, that could be, that's another BoJack Horseman uh, plot line, but we don't fucking do anything with it. Right. And and we don't fucking do anything with it. I like to imagine that this, the way that this Bewitched movie got written is that there were three different interns, all of which had different scripts for Bewitched movies, and they all ran into each other romantic comedy style. And like all the pit, all the different sheets of the script <laughs> the, got mixed up, the and then they got just shuffled together. Yeah, and then they just made one big stack and turned it in, and that's how right. they got this script. Okay, and so so this movie has a take on the um, romantic comedy third act reveal where everything falls apart. Babe, wait, babe, wait. Scene. Yeah. Which is that you set up the big secret at the beginning, and then make the entire fucking movie about a thousand other things so that yeah. you completely forget that it's even an issue by the time it comes back up, which yeah. is what and this so when he does. And so when they have the big fight and it's like, babe, wait, it's like, what are we fucking even fighting about? <laughs> what like, are we even doing? It's like the third discreet line of conflict in this movie that's just and now coming up. they break up again. For the, the first time in the final, like, 25 minutes of the movie, and you're like, okay, yeah. fine, I guess. It's like, whatever. we don't fucking have time for another conflict, Bewitched. <laughs> we just don't. So, now they're in love, and they're at a party, and he's like, oh, check it out. And she's like, hey, I finally feel empowered to tell you that I'm actually a witch for real in real life. And there's this sequence where she keeps doing all these magic tricks, and he's like, that was incredible. How did you do that? I didn't know you were a magician. And she's like, no, I'm for real. Which I think is, like, kind of something. It's a little bit fun. Where he, like, just thinks it's, like, magic tricks. You're like, yeah, sure. Um and then, and okay, so a moment that I do think is funny is when she finally, like, pulls out the broom and, like, he's grabbing onto it and he, like, makes her, or she, like, makes him fly up in the air and then she comes back, and then he comes back down and he, like, sits there for a second and then he just starts, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. I think it's kind yeah. of funny. I thought well, that was it's a good like, bit. it's, it's, I, I, his reaction just it doesn't make any fucking sense. The whole, it just, because he's, like, I I don't know. I just I just don't get why. Cause in this universe, they never establish what the relationship is between like witches and mortals, or like what the like, what's the legacy? Like when people in this world think of witches, what do they think of? Cause like when we think of witches, we think of like oh like a witch, haha. And especially when they like they they've told you the context of what they think about witches, and it is bewitched the TV show, which is a very positive interpretation of like a witch so when she's like hey i'm a witch and he's immediately like horrified and disgusted and it's like are you even human it's like why are you reacting like this okay because if if his reaction if his reaction wasn't like oh my god and am i am i pregnant are you a frog person if it wasn't that if it was like hey was our whole relationship even real because you're a witch and you've done things to me and she's like, yeah, I have done things to you. And he was just, like, more genuinely upset and he felt genuinely lied to. 
that would be a good babe wait. But instead, it's just like, you're a witch? Ew, okay. what's I up mean, with I, that? I get what you're saying, that there is, like, a better and more interesting way to handle that beat. Yeah. But this, you're, you're, you're implying that, like, in the fiction of this movie, the, the culture of the hypothetical humans portray portray witches a certain way this is what they must think of them but it's the it's just the world and if you met somebody and they started flying around and doing real for real magic shit you'd be very freaked out adeline but i wouldn't think they were a frog person and that i was gonna get pregnant if i was a man that is a comedy bit it's an exaggeration screaming at the top of my lungs I'm just saying this movie is trying to have, like, a serious beat where they, like, actually, for real, IRL, break up. But it just, it doesn't, it don't, it don't hit. It ain't good. They could have done it better. So then they're broken up, right? They've they're officially bro- the split up time. for the third time in this movie. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and so Will Ferrell's having this existential crisis. They're, they're about to, to replace her on the show. Uh, and we, and this, again, another scene. So we get all the hot bimbo blonde actresses of L.A. back. Uh, and this time they all think that Jack is just the hottest person on the planet. And they're all like yelling at him and trying to touch him. And then they do and then they do the, the cast scene again. And guess what? They're all still idiots who don't know how to read. And they're right. all ugly. <laughs> we do it again a second time. And so at this point. That is when Steve Carell shows up as yeah, as Uncle Whatever. Uncle Whatever. This time, this time, a literal character from the television show Bewitched yeah, showing not- up in the real world. But this time, like I said, without any explanation whatsoever. Like, not even, z- not like, even a lazy, stupid explanation. Not even like, oh, I'm actually her uncle in real life. And like, oh, it's a funny coincidence again. It's not even that. He's just like, yo, what's up? I'm the character. Do you want to <laughs> drive and get in a car accident? And Will Ferrell's like, for love. And then they do. So yeah, and then he goes on this weird little ghost of Christmas present journey with yeah. Steve Carell. Which, okay, so... I, I really miss crazy, goofy Steve Carell. He's on a big drama kick right now. He is. And, like, not, I mean, he did Space Force, but, like, I miss, like, this Steve Carell. Yeah. Where he could do, I like, weird it. voices and just be insane and have it be funny. Because yeah. he's funny. Like, even he in is. this, Steve I think Carell he's... He's just a funny guy. I don't know. He's a charismatic screen presence when he's just being, like, pitched at a 10, you know? Well, and it's like... Oh, I was gonna say, I heard Space Force was not very good, but... Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it just feels like... Steve Carell, I've heard a lot of his more dramatic things have actually been doing very well. I think it is something he genuinely likes, but I feel like it's another... Another time where it's like we took a comedy actor and we're like, all right, you have to do something serious now. And he yeah. like genuinely enjoys it. But like, <laughs> just another time we did that as a society. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I guess he hasn't like been like in a big, broad comedy since like Dinner for Schmucks, I feel like. Yeah. Like after The Office ended, he was I- he's either doing like straight ahead dramas or like, you know, very sort of like tight lipped sort of subtle comedies like space force you know and like 
I just want him to go big again. I mean, he goes pretty big in The Big Short, which is still like a drama movie, but he's kind of, he's doing a lot and he's very loud in it, which is fun. But like, I don't know. I want him to like make a funny face again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I miss when Steve Carell made funny faces. <laughs> so then uh, they just get married. They I just think. get back together. But so they stop doing the TV show. But then they get in, they live, they get married, and they live in the actual house from the TV show, right? With the actual neighbors from the TV show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the the movie yes. Which is insane. Okay. Okay. So 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 everybody in the world of this movie is obsessed with Bewitched. Yeah, which is not fair. Which is <laughs> so weird. Like, every time somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to be in this TV show, the reboot of Bewitched, they're like, oh my god, Bewitched? I watched that as a kid. I watched that every single day. That was foundational to me. The what's-your-name with the nose wiggle? Oh my god, it's so nostalgic. And, like, and, you know, it's a generational thing for certain. Like, we are not the people in the target audience of Bewitched. Okay, is, are, Adeline, are mom and dad around... Not right now, no. Where are they? Dad's at work and mom is at Home Depot. Okay, I'm gonna call mom. <laughs> She's gonna be ordering Thai food and be driving and be mad at you. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna see. <laughs> this just in, live on podcast. <laughs> Boy's mother to hey, pick up phone. Uh, so Hold on a it- second, I gotta change my speaker and I gotta drive. <laughs> okay, sorry. Mom just pulled into the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I can hear you too. Okay, hi. So, uh, Mom, just a heads up, you're live on the podcast. We have a question for you. Uh-oh. Did you... Okay. How... Did you ever... Do you have any experience with the television show Bewitched? Um, I vaguely remember it when I was a kid, you know, because I didn't have a television... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Forget that part. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember being aware of it, and like, you know, it would be, it would still be a rerun when I was. I mean, it would be old when I was a kid. Right. I remember seeing it at times. Yes. Because we're talking about the 2005 Will Ferrell Bewitched. And in that movie, every single time somebody speaks about the television show Bewitched to somebody, they they talk about Bewitched like it's this this cultural juggernaut that like everybody remembers and is so nostalgic for. Do you have any comment on that? How how much did you feel the presence of Bewitched as as a person soundly in the demographic that this movie was pitched towards? But I believe it was I mean, I think in its heyday, it was very popular, and I think it was a big deal. It was, there was, like, I even remember there being, like, I mean, this, of course, this, again, I was not alive when it was out for, like, when was it actually on TV? Well, it was, it was in the 60s, but, but the people in this movie are, are your age. It's Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman (laughs) speaking about... In 2005. Yeah, so we were very aware of it. Like, it was a it was a show that, 
I mean, we used to pretend that we were the, the characters, you know? Like, it was something I remember being very aware of when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Well, all right, maybe we were wrong. Maybe it, maybe it had a bigger <laughs> footprint than we realized. It's like when you're playing Cheers on the playground. <laughs> There's also a lot of drama about Darren, the actor, getting replaced or something. Right, yeah, he did get replaced halfway through the show. So that was even still a thing, you know? We were still talking about that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. I love you. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Mom. Uh, Okay, well, all right. I guess we just ate crow on that one. People were pretty into it. Relevant. (laughs) Gen X adults pretty into Bewitched, it turns out. Okay, fine. Bewitched, pretty into it, pretty cool. Mother didn't have a TV, pretty into it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's it. So is that what happens? They stop, they decide to not do the show anymore? They never say that. They say, we're going to make a TV show, and then maybe we'll get married. And then the last scene is them moving into the actual IRL house from the TV show. Right. That's it. Just That's another blurring of the lines between fiction and reality. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? I like to imagine, here's my here's my hashtag ruined childhood theory. Okay. I think that Isabel, whatever, Belonga, whatever her name is, is she's, uh, she's actually a mental patient in a hospital. And she, the only thing that's on her TV all day long is Bewitched. So she creates this fantasy, escapism fantasy, where, so it's like the human world is like real life, and the witch world is the mental hospital. Can I tell you the God's honest truth? I think that that is, this might be literally the only movie where that would feel like a satisfying twist. Yeah, where it's like, oh, actually, she's just an insane mental patient who's just, like, only been watching Bewitched for, like, Like years. Like, if literally, if there was, like, an extra, like, it wouldn't just be the final moment. But if there were, like, an extra, like, 15 or 20 minutes tacked on to the end of this movie where she woke up in an insane asylum and was like, oh, no, how long have I been out? And, like, Bewitched was on the TV and then she, like... 10 Cloverfield Lane style, like, breaks out of the hospital and goes out into the world and there's, like, aliens everywhere or some shit, I'd be like, (laughs) that kind of makes sense. I kind of buy that. And, like, her husband is, like, abusive and he's Will Ferrell. Right, And that's why, so when she breaks out of the hospital, she kills IRL her husband, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And then, yeah, because women fantasy or whatever. And then... Do Do you see what I'm talking about, though? Like, if that were, if maybe if they planted, like, one or two more clues than already existed in this movie, and, like, they made a big deal out of it at the end, I would be 100% on board with that idea. And then it's it's, it's actually uh, Bewitched Cloverfield. Cloverfield (laughs) Bewitched. Yeah. I want, goddammit, I want to make a list of, like, every movie that is, in my head canon, part of the Cloverfield Cinematic Universe. Bewitched is one of them. Because that's what's cool about that is you can say that about whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Finding Nemo is part of it. Um, You know what I think about a lot? What? There was, when I was in one of my production classes at CWU, Uh um, there was, you know, this was like our third quarter making movies. And there was this group who was making a movie. It was like this big, like quarter long project that we were trying to do. 
And it was, yeah. like, people who are still really new at filmmaking. And, like, we had, like, a really short time frame to produce a pretty long thing. And it was, like, stressful. And, like, it, uh, we spent, like, three weeks, like, just... There were two different groups that we were, like, tearing apart each other's movies. Like, not in a mean way, just in the sense that, like, both of the movies were, like, not fucking working. And we were, like, wrestling so hard in editing, trying to just, like... Make it work. Yeah, yeah make it work. Like, just manhandling this footage, trying everything we possibly can to make this not feel like this insane student film, you know? And the other group, at the last second... Because the acting is all weird because we didn't really know how to direct actors yet and the staging mm -hmm. is weird and the dialogue is weird and everything about it just feels weird. And at the last second, the two editors in this group just went in and added weird-ass fucking sound effects and, like, spliced in, like, little frames of, like, people in plague masks and stuff. And, like, it's <laughs> like a totally regular movie about, like, a girl who cheats on her homework or something. But yeah. they just added in all of this insane, crazy, freaky, weird stuff into it. Just ex post facto, just put it in there. Yeah. And it worked so well. <laughs> it suddenly made the whole thing come together. Just like this weird knee-jerk impulse idea. And I think about that all the fucking time. <laughs> and like, that is what this movie needs. It needs yeah. to have like... Pictures need, of, like, like rotting like, flesh spliced in every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I just and, need like, just, like, one frame of, like, every time she uses her magic, just, like, one frame every, like, few seconds of just her, like, screaming and tearing her hair out and trying to take <laughs> off a straight right. jacket. Like, that's just... Yeah, exactly. That would make this movie work, I think. Straight up. God. And I feel so... <laughs> that's, like, a weird embarrassment for me, where it's, like... The the two groups were, like, both sort of on equal footing the whole quarter. Like, we're just tearing our hair out, being like, God, these fucking suck so bad. And yeah. then, at the last second, this other group just had this galaxy brain idea and fucking fuck it. nailed it. And then we were just <laughs> left in the dust, like, oh, oh no, what? And <laughs> our Why movie just ended up now? sucking, and theirs was, like, weird but cool. Hey, Jackson, do you think that you could take that one scene... Uh, where she fucking kills the ex-wife and just edit it <laughs> so that it's like that? freaky and weird and there's like 12 different color filters on it. God, and like might... when she uses her magic, like frames splice in and you like the like static sound effect and screaming. <laughs> do you think you could do yeah. that for me? <laughs> I think I might do that because that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, he just says that's just the Lego movie. Yeah, who cares, though, because the Lego movie works. It is good, so... The Lego, the Lego movie is just proof that this is a good idea. <laughs> um... Kija... I'm glad that Kija isn't on the podcast full-time yet, because we'd just be getting in a fight right now. Um, <laughs> about the Lego movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, about Bewitched, because she says she still stands by that... That Aunt Clara is just a manifestation of her magic and is the Aunt Clara from the TV show. Whatever, whatever, but I don't then, care. But don't then why fuck. does she IRL interact with her friends? They, like, have conversations and interact and touch each other. And she, like, it's no. No, it doesn't make sense, Keisha. You're wrong. You've doesn't been outvoted. It doesn't make sense. It's a bad movie. Stop trying to defend. It's just bad <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. This, so just final thoughts. This is, like, literally, like, a top ten movie that I just don't 
understand. It is like the yeah. one of the most bonkers insane movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like I just I don't I don't understand. I don't get everybody involved. I feel like is doing is not doing what they usually do, but like in the weird worst way possible. Like Nicole Kidman isn't being Nicole Kidman. Will Ferrell isn't being Will Ferrell. Like, Nora Ephron isn't being Nora Ephron. It's just right. like, what's happening? I thought I knew you, but I guess I don't. Right. I can't believe you would lie to me like this. You completely <laughs> lied to me. I know we don't have a lot of people in the chat, but if there's anybody who knows of another movie that's like a weird galaxy brain adaptation of a source material that takes a weird like meta stance on it, you should let us know because I feel like now we backed ourselves into this corner of like doing as <laughs> many as we, we can. Um, but Jackson, Adventure Time is just Finn is in the hospital in a coma. No, 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 no. that's not what I'm Jake talking about. Jake is his doc. And BMO is the heart rate monitor machine. And right. fucking Princess Bubblegum is fucking a, a cloud. And Marceline is a fucking a different cloud. And the hot fucking, nurse. And is the hot nurse. And Lumpy Space Princess is his pillow. Uh, isn't that confirmed? Because that seems like the kind of thing that would be confirmed it's for not Adventure confirmed. Time. <laughs> okay. Dude, and last time that I watched Adventure Time, I stopped watching Adventure Time because it was getting too weird and I was too young to understand what was happening. I, I can't, I can't, they, they did, no, that's not canon anymore because they <laughs> went places. They right. did things. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, we're just about at the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. And if you're listening on YouTube, uh, whether you're you're watching the stream right now or you are watching the playback of the stream, this is embarrassing because you just saw that whole thing anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, you didn't. Go ahead, go ahead and give a like and subscribe if you would. I know like and subscribe feels yeah. gross to hear. No, but, but like the truth is... We're close to 200 subscribers, and that's yeah, weird. We're getting up there on 200 subscribers, and they're pretty much all from my Dark Side of the Moon video. Yeah, that's but, fair. And, you know, that audience doesn't necessarily trickle down into the podcast very often. So the more you engage with these podcast episodes on YouTube, the more, you know, they might get shown to people, might draw people's attention. You know, just saying. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go ahead and, you know, subscribe if you're not. I don't know why you'd be listening to this particular podcast if you weren't subscribed. But um, And if you would, go, please leave a, leave a review uh, because that's one of those things that, you know, helps helps in the algorithm. We get recommended to people more often if, you, if we have more reviews and we would love to do that. And uh, check us out on YouTube because I have a lot of video content, including Full Stream Ahead, where I watch all the streaming movies forever and review every single one of them. Literally, it's insane. I had to watch 21 movies over the last, like, two weeks because I put it off for too long. Um, (laughs) He loves it. He loves it here. I love it here. And, I mean, not to guilt trip you, I'm just, I'm putting a lot of work into these bad boys. I would appreciate it if you guys gave him some clicks. He is safe Um, and at home. And also on Twitter, I am at Jepperpack. Adeline is at Hollaback Horse. Yep. They're both bad ats because if you just hear them, it's hard to tell how they're spelled. Hold on. My at is amazing and I will not take this slander. Hollaback Uh, Horse is maybe one of the best jokes I've ever made and I will not accept this. 
Jepper pack like pepper jack, but backwards, and holla back horse like I like holla back girl. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and also follow the, the No Nerds Allowed Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and the No Nerds Allowed Twitter at No Nerds Pod. Uh, okay, that's it, right? Anything that's else you want to you want to plug? On Twitter, we talk about like what we're going to do next, and sometimes there's funny goofs. Check it out; it's helpful because sometimes, like, if a stream's going to be like an hour late or a day late, or we're just telling you what we're doing, it's good to follow the Twitter because you'll get those right. fast updates. Oh, and next week is our first week with new permanent co-host Keisha Rhodes, who we are mad at currently. Um, For overbewitched. Yes, overbewitched. And we're going to be talking about her favorite movie, RoboCop. Not bewitched. We're we're a bewitched podcast now. (laughs) We only talk about bewitched. Jackson, what are some of your bewitched fan theories? Honestly... I think I could do a, like, worst idea of all time style podcast where we watch Bewitched every week. I feel like there is some lush ground to cover. We could do that. <laughs> I don't, we're not gonna do that. I'm just saying if we did, I think that would be something. Well, anyway. that's what we'll do for April Fool's Day. We'll just watch Bewitched again. Yeah, maybe just every Halloween we watch Bewitched. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I think we should stick with that. Okay. We're committing to it now. Every Halloween from now on, we're doing Bewitched. <laughs> Until the end of time. Um... Yeah, that's all. So RoboCup next week with Keisha Rhodes and, you know, and the weeks after that, we're doing things like Cars with Dan the week after that and Return of the Jedi with Ethan Goins again the week after that, if everything goes well, fingers crossed. And, you know, we just, we got exciting stuff coming up and uh, it'd be cool if you stuck around and, you know, hung out with us. Um, uh, Okay, so Adeline, would you like to hear a five-star review of Bewitched? I really would, because what the fuck would that even be? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so this person on Letterboxd.com says, uh, this is a, this is, I, I've just taken a quick peek at this, this person. This person's definitely a dude. Okay, cool. Uh, this person's, he says, I genuinely like this movie, but I'm not going to lie. Will Ferrell's character was terrible entitled childish misogynistic ass i hated him and i wanted him to end up miserable i'm mad that he got his happy ending like that isabel deserved better and in my head canon they split shortly after the ending and isabel finds someone who could actually appreciate her but the movie was good and i'm not gonna let that one asshole ruin my rating because the women in this film iconic Five stars, perfect score. The what women? <laughs> there are a lot of female characters. None of them are important. Not, they're not important, though. God. <sighs> My name is Alan McMurray. <laughs> My name is Jackson McMurray. You gotta react to these. I can't. I did react to it. Okay. I am reeling from what this man thinks. <laughs> Yes, queen, you fucking slept with that guy's shitty agent and said (laughs) something about how she should have a job and slept with her dad and (laughs) our Aunt Clara from the TV show. That's right, one of the actresses on the TV show who's playing a witch is actually a witch in real life also. We totally forgot to even talk about that. It's because it doesn't make any sense and it ruins everything thematically and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Although, she's also an actress playing her mom and isn't actually her mom because maybe right. her mom's dead. But then they end up the actress playing her mom in the show 
ends up with her dad IRL, so she's yeah. kind of actually her mom. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> so I actually I kind of have a take about that when it comes to like the the class like Marxist lens looking at this movie yeah, in the uh-huh, sense uh-huh. that it's like oh in Hollywood there's a lot of witches because they just sort of represent people who have. They represent the Jewish people. The, no. <laughs> they represent, represent just people who were born into wealth and have more money than they ever need to. And it's just like so much more likely that you can end up in Hollywood being an actor if you're just independently wealthy already. Anyway. See, that's good. That's a good take. But that's also not what this movie's talking about. That would be an yeah, element no. of my Bewitched movie, which I want to make so fucking bad. But the, the, the Bewitched movie that's about like privilege and wealth and also social media and how like the the, the privilege of being able to be like I don't want to be privileged anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't be think like I would. I don't think I would double down on social media. I think that would be one too many things. Frankly, I think that it would see. Yeah, that would be, you would edit that out. That would be like a first draft idea that you would edit out, and then this movie <laughs> would slap on top in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, we already said the outro. Maybe I'll said, tack, maybe, maybe I'll tack this on the end. I don't know, or maybe I'll put it in earlier. Whatever. The podcast over. Hey, chat. Thanks for hanging out. We we <laughs> like when we have an audience. It's cool. It's but we like when we do when we do it good. Yeah. <laughs> when the stream is when we.